0: hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I'm your host, David, and joined with me, as per usual, is uh, my co-host, Lindsay. Uh, How are you doing, Lindsay? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, It's been a while uh, since you and I did one of these things.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute again. You know, life, craziness.
0: Yeah, shit happens. Exactly. It seems like it happens more often than not with us but yes what are you gonna do right life kids uh weird shit that just crops up along the way you know there's nothing much you can do about it i was looking at our episode list um to so i could remember when you and i did one last and it was episode 164 wednesday uh on december the 2nd so this is officially our first episode of the new year, 2023. It yes. So it's very exciting.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, in true late fashion, uh, as per our our particular brand of usual, we are reviewing two movies that came out like mid-season last year, like in the middle of the year. But um, we we didn't get to see them until they hit streaming. And we really enjoyed both of them. Um,
1: well, I like movies that make me think. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and they both definitely did that. So
0: <laughs> That they did. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Nope. Uh, and don't worry, darling. Um, nope, of course, was directed by Jordan Peele don't worry darlene uh directed by uh, olivia wilde and uh yeah we uh we're excited to talk about these uh like i said we we enjoyed both of them and we have uh, we have some thoughts we don't really have too many notes written down we thought we'd just kind of wing it uh for the most part yeah uh, i have a few things jotted down Some trivia and just some random talking points that I wanted to go over. But for the most part, I think this is just going to be a freewheeling conversation. So listeners, if you're up for that, then definitely stay tuned. And also, if you have not seen these movies, then you should probably go watch them. Uh, One, because they're awesome. But two, because we are definitely getting into spoiler territory as usual, I
1: would like to make a note here. Sure. Um. I think, don't worry, darling. Had issues. I wouldn't say that I particularly enjoyed it per se. No. Well, okay. I, I I found it interesting. Um. I didn't exactly hate it, but I think. It just has all kinds of weird messaging in it that
0: okay. Well, I let's talk about. <laughs> let's do that one first since you already jumped into it. Um, okay. So yeah. So don't worry. Darlene came out last year, twenty twenty two, directed by Olivia Wilde, uh, starring Florence Pugh and uh, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde and uh, Chris Pine. And Nick Kroll, a couple others, um, but those are—I think those are like the highlights uh, or the, you know, the the most well-known folks. And it is—it's about the Victory Project, right? And life in the the good old fifties. Yes. Where, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> Women knew their place, which was in the kitchen and living room and every other room in the house during the day uh, while the, the dudes were out at work bringing home the bacon. So, uh, Or at least that's what we thought. Uh, this, yeah, this I will movie, say...
1: This- um- that's why I thought it might be okay to do these two movies together They kind of both follow the same theme in that you kind of think you're watching one movie and then about halfway mm-hmm. through you kind of figure out, oh, sure. you're watching a different
0: movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that, that's definitely a a case to be made. So, I guess kind of... I don't know. If, do you want to do any any sort
1: of synopsis
0: or uh, summary?
1: Okay. So basically, um, for the, about the first half of the movie, we think that we're kind of watching this um, couple start their lives in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. The husband is working for this mysterious victory project. In which he can't talk anything about it to right. the, his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife is expected to, you know, have her dress all ironed and be all cute when he gets home and have dinner made. And <laughs> but not the egg salad. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's just the expectation. Like, um. Of what she's supposed to do and what she contributes to this life that they're trying to make in... Right. Supposed 1950. hmm Then, you know, she starts to question things. Some weird things start to happen. Her neighbor jumps off the roof. Yeah, and commits suicide
0: and... She sees a plane uh, while she's riding the, the trolley, the trolley train type yeah. deal. She. Uh, she's the last passenger on there and she sees a plane flying overhead and it seems like she's it's probably the first plane that she sees like since they've arrived and it just like disappears, right?
1: It crashes into the middle of the desert. Uh, yeah. Okay. Close to where the husbands are supposedly working on mm-hmm. this victory project. Right. Um anyway, none of that to me Really matters. What matters is we come to find out that um, the reason this town is so quarantined off is that it's not really a town.
0: It's like, a simulation.
1: That's right. It's a very kind of like a matrix type thing, and that mm-hmm. her husband has basically kidnapped her and yep. put her into this simulation type deal where um they
0: got these neat little VR headsets or and they're laid up in bed and
1: yeah so none of this is real the husband has made the decision that they are becoming too i guess separated mhm and he took it upon himself to redo their lives basically and so he has to pay for this v- project, this victory project. So he has to leave in order to like keep her in the simulation. Um, he has to actually go to work to be able to afford to pay to keep this project going. Right,
0: and uh, meaning that he actually takes the VR headset off, yes. correct, and and like technically unplugs from the the matrix or, yeah or and i so, guess plugs into the matrix <laughs> yeah
1: so he so this movie is actually set in like present day like mm-hmm. 2022 right. it's not the 1950s um that's just kind of what's programmed in because um the husband starts listening to this podcast and he gets kind of drawn in that um this is the way life is supposed to be, and men need to be men, and <laughs> um, and basically he's jealous of his wife's success, mm-hmm. and because she's a doctor, yeah. so not the nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like a surgeon, right? Yeah, and she's very very good at what she does, and to me, he's very lazy, mm-hmm. um, because instead of like trying to continue to put himself out there and trying to you know like get a job and like contribute to their household he just continues to um be angry and kind of resentful that she's having a lot of success in his life in her life Mm -hmm. and he's not yeah um so his response to that i guess is to kidnap her and like I said put her in the simulation. and you know it's kind of all about what the men want it's really not about the women so like the women they're all like sexed up and like you know yeah
0: they look real good
1: no I'm talking about like they're horny okay and I mean it, yeah <laughs> and so that's kind of like what the men like want out of them and mm-hmm. you know they, you know, want to be able to come home and eat their roast and fuck. and Right. Well,
0: <laughs> like, the ladies are, like, day drinking and, you know, smoking and stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely tracks for, you know, being thirsty all day long. You know, just waiting for the dude to come home. I guess. Jump their bones.
1: But I will say one thing I noticed was, like, I don't think they ever, like, had actual sex um, and I think it's because, like, he feels guilty. Yeah. And you, so
0: he's... You brought this up the other day while we were talking, and this is something that I didn't, I didn't realize uh, And myself. so
1: I think it, like I said, I think it's because he feels guilty, and so he's, like, trying to pleasure her mm-hmm. and kind of give to her. Um,
0: also as a way to distract her
1: from uh, what's
0: really going on.
1: Yes. And... Also, maybe because he doesn't want to, like, have to clean up a mess, I guess. Because, I mean, he knows that they're not really, this isn't really happening. This is mm-hmm. all virtual reality. Right. So, I don't know what that would mean for him. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just seemed like he was, you know, avoiding, you know actual sex or something i don't know. Mm-hmm. It seemed really weird. Um considering how often that he uh was giving you know younger listeners, you know.
0: I don't think we have any younger listeners.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, he he was giving her, Yeah, oral sex and they didn't ever have like sex, sex. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was weird. Yeah,
0: it's just the uh, the two times that I can recall the the once at the pretty much at the very beginning when he comes home and they like knock all that stuff off the table and your first reaction was like, well, that seems like a waste. <laughs> and well, she
1: worked really hard on that dinner, okay? She did.
0: Uh, that's fair. And then the second was when uh, like the second or third day, like we're we're in this world and they get invited to the the big party at the boss's house and it's a big deal because not everyone gets you know they're they're talking you know they're being chatty they're like oh you know so and so wasn't invited but we were invited so that must be you know a good sign or whatever um and you know she goes inside and she's like checking out the house I, i maybe she went in to use the restroom or something i can't remember but he follows her in there and uh you know they they start doing the nasty in there too and I, I thought that they were having sex or, or it like it led to sex but um yeah uh, i I think you're right it was just straight up cunnilingus, Uh so I mean granted there could be some sexual activity uh in there somewhere but it definitely was not on screen so yeah. um so so yeah there's. I don't know. There's there's a lot to unpack <laughs> with this movie. Um, I feel like you. I mean, I don't want to put all the pressure on you, but I also feel like this is a very, uh, f- um, a feminine charged movie, and so my thoughts on it don't carry as much weight as yours do.
1: Um so I guess the twist comes at the end when she kind of figures out what's going on. Right. Uh, she enters the matrix or (laughs) the the victory project or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, um, ends up killing her husband and killing the boss guy. Um, and then she finds out that like some of the other women actually do know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have various reasons for going along with it. Like, one woman has lost her children.
0: Yeah, I think that was Olivia Wilde's character.
1: Yeah, so she wants to stay in this simulation so that... Right, because she
0: she has... Because they have... Her and her husband have kids in that world, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that she can keep her children. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... The lady at the beginning, and I don't think this was a child in real life. I think it was only a child in the simulation. But the one who committed suicide, she was saying they took my child from me. Mm-hmm. And it was basically because she wouldn't behave. She kept fighting the system. Mm. And they kind of deleted him from the <laughs> <laughs> from the simulation. as kind of like punishment, basically. Yeah. And... You know, but it all seemed really real to her. So um, she just couldn't take it.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was some crazy shit. Uh, I, so, um, it like you said, uh, both this and Nope have, you know, some pretty big twists. I, I think that the twist in this one is pretty big. Um, what uh, d- did you, did you see it coming? Were you able to guess anything? Uh, Did you guess that it was not real and it was a simulation? No. Because usually you can... You you have a much stronger knack for picking up on these things than I do.
1: I really didn't... I mean, I knew nothing about this movie. I hadn't even seen a preview, so Mm -hmm. I was just sitting down to watch it with you. Right. And so... Um... I really didn't go into it with any sort of expectation. I just was kind of following along with, okay, like, hey, weird shit's going on. Like, our eggs aren't real. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, so, I I really didn't, like, guess anything. Yeah. Um, but I will say, um, this film ha- apparently had a lot of drama, like, on set. I don't even know what all went on. Yeah, but as I, I was trying to, like, research, like some things for this movie all people want to talk about is like this director and that director and who
0: was who's fucking who yeah
1: and all this drama but I don't care about that I just as with most things I just care about the movie and the Mm -hmm. plot which is what I was trying to find out some things about and what I wanted to know is are they going to make like a sequel because to me it kind of seems like the women could kind of take over this Hmm. simulation now and kind of make it their own a little bit and Hmm. have their own
0: i don't know uh maybe
1: it just seemed like it might be a possibility some some of those sly looks at the end it kind of made me think that maybe they had some plans formulating right um
0: yeah it's it's a possibility. I did love like at the, at the end when she's coming out of the house, like that is a fucking fantastic scene. Like where it crescendos with her, like, what was it some sort of like rock or paperweight or something that she bashes him in the head with? And, uh, you know, and she's kind of in shock and she's coming out the front door and she's covered in blood. And, you know, this, uh, their neighbor comes out and, um, you know they've all heard screaming, and so they're coming out of their house, and you know they're like, uh, you know, they're like, who's whose blood is that? Like, is that is that uh, you know, what's his name's blood? And Ranks. she's yeah, and she's like not saying anything, and um, it's like it it very much. It's funny you mentioned the Matrix and and similarities. It very much reminded me of. Really any scene where like, you know, the the agents are attacking Neo and it's supposed to be like a, a real life version of like a virus, like a virus, like attacking, like, you know, like a body or, you know, part of your body or whatever like that. Because that's what it felt like because uh, she was trying to leave. And they were just, like, everyone was, like, just doing everything that they could to prevent her from getting in the car and driving off. Yeah. Um, and then that car chase scene, <laughs> especially when they reach the desert, you know, and it's just open, like, it was fucking epic. It was, like, Mad Max, but set in the 1950s <laughs> with, like, Thunderbirds and shit. Yes. Um, yeah, I, that part was great. Um, I'm, I am curious though. So I, you know, we hadn't really talked about our thoughts and feelings, uh, about either of these, especially don't worry, darling. So it's definitely news to me that you, um, you didn't really care for it or
1: whatever. Like, I just thought it was sending the wrong kind of message, I guess. Like, um, okay. So what I is think- that? Well, I think that husbands and wives should be partners in their marriage. Hopefully in their finances and in their um contributions to the household. And just the fact that the husband was so put out by the fact that he didn't feel like he was contributing enough. But yet he really wasn't putting in a whole lot of effort, it didn't seem. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I just thought you know, and the fact that he took it upon himself just to start like controlling her. So uh, and I didn't like that.
0: So you just didn't really like the events that took place in the movie. Like it like the movie made you feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that I mean that that makes sense. Like I thought uh, when you said you didn't like it or didn't care for it. Like I, I thought it was like objectively like no, like this movie was bad. But it's more of like it made you uncomfortable. Or yeah. like it, it was it was very uh provocative, you know, it, it struck a certain chord. I think that was kind of the intention, right?
1: Well I mean, yeah, but I just saying like
0: I mean that dude's an asshole. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Like there's There's no, uh, you know, subjectivity to this. I mean, like, I think the only argument that could potentially be made is that, like, you know, it's, it was within his right to be frustrated that she was working long hours and, and whatnot. But the way he went about resolving it was not (laughs) correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically hijacking your wife's life and, uh. Just being like, nope, this is what we're doing now. And you have no say in it because you really have no idea what the fuck is going on.
1: Yep. So,
0: I mean, that was the reason why I liked it. I mean, I granted, uh, the movies that I tend to watch are pretty fucked up anyway. So, I, I think my, my meter and my bar and my... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the... The sensitivity level I have to these kinds of movies is a little bit um higher, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: So uh but yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan and
1: Well, I only really know her from Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm a big Hawkeye fan, so <laughs> Right. You know, and and you know, as much as I hated losing Natasha, mm-hmm. you know. I don't hate her character in the MCU. So, right. we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. She's she's a lot of fun her her character. Um Oh my god, what's her name in the MCU? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I blanked out. Oh my god, why can't I remember? Um <laughs> Anyways, you're looking it up.
1: Trying. <laughs> They're not going to make it easy.
0: Let's see if I can remember. Uh... Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, duh. Hmm? Are you done trying to guess? Yes. Yelena. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Duh.
0: I knew it was something Russian uh, or m- <laughs> more Russian than, you know, Nat, yeah. Natalie, Natalia.
1: Natasha is pretty Russian, actually.
0: <laughs> I know that. It was, yeah. Anyways, um, so, um, let's see. What what else can we talk about with this movie?
1: It wasn't very well received by most people. From what I understand, most people didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. So I kind of doubt they make another one. But I would be very interested to see if, like, the women take it over. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's any more right, like, if the women take over and throw the men in through the Matrix. That's not what I'm saying either. Mm -hmm. But maybe they find some kind of crazy way to make money or, you know, kind of turn the tables a little bit with it. It would be interesting.
0: Yeah. um, Like you said, it, it... in terms of it not being well received nowadays, that that just equates to no one went to go see it at the movies. Uh, of course, they it probably takes into account the the reviews that it got from uh, Rotten Tomatoes and you know other rating platforms. But before we move on to Nope, uh, a couple other things that I just really liked about this movie: the score. That might have been, that and just the cinematography itself. Uh, so the score, like I, I can't remember who did it, but they did a fucking awesome job. Uh, it it was like an element in its own, in, in this movie, like like almost a character in itself, uh, just added to the the suspense and just the the very ethereal cerebral experience Uh, because you know you you have these these crazy like composite flashes of you know like close-up zooming eyes where you know like pupils are being dilated you know when she like hikes up the mountain or whatever you know put puts her hand on the the window of the the place yeah you know she has like this flash and she ends up back in bed and Gets a visit from that fucking creepy ass doctor. Um, Dr. Collins. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. And everyone else. Um, let's talk about the, the dinner scene real quick. Uh, that's probably one of the best scenes. In this you mean movie.
1: like when they were honoring her husband or whatever, that scene,
0: that, that was a good scene as well. I, I was referring to when they, uh, I guess it's the day after, uh, when um, they have the boss over, okay, and uh, and a couple of their neighbors over, um, and you know everything's going okay for a minute, and you know they all sit down to dinner and they're chit chatting, and she brings up like, "So what exactly is the victory project?" And everyone's like, "Oh fuck," yeah, <laughs> and then it just descends into madness, and because like right before this scene. They were in the kitchen, the two of them, and he's like, so, you know, and I know, you know, and.
1: And she doesn't really know yet. Does she? Yeah,
0: she she's just kind of like she knows something's off. She doesn't know what really, but, you know, she's looking at all the signs. You know, she's, uh, you know, she's knows that something's definitely wrong uh, with the neighbor um, with, um, the, the black couple, uh, you know, that, that definitely doesn't check out. And so he's, he's basically like, you know what, I've been waiting for someone like you like spoken, like a true programmer waiting on someone uh, in QA to, <laughs> to, to test out their ticket and make sure that there's no issues with their, their feature update. Um, he, 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 approaches her he's like you know i've been waiting for someone like you it makes sense because you know your software and hardware are not going to get any better uh, unless someone challenges it and so uh that was also a very demeaning and dehumanizing part of yeah the, the story is that he's not treating her once again not treating her like an actual person he's treating her like uh, a product basically yeah just just another wrench in the simulation
1: and he's basically challenging her to figure it out yeah for sure and (laughs) she's basically like f you i will figure this out (laughs) i don't know how but i've got some clues of where to look and i'm gonna continue pressing boundaries yeah and and she does yeah, she gets it. Yeah,
0: they. Uh, it takes her a while. They they have to shock her ass and bring her back, and then so she kind of like figures it out twice. Like, like she's she wants to you know gtfo. She thinks that she's got her husband convinced, but really, you know he he calls the the five o, and they come and grab her. And yeah, that's when he.
1: so they in the simulation they have these crazy white coat looking people Mm -hmm. so like when she starts struggling with wanting to leave the victory project wanting to leave this town he calls them in to like i don't know drug her some more or right try to bring her deeper into the simulation or whatever they do i don't know yeah and uh so she thinks that she's, you know, convinced her husband that they're on the same side. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and betrays her yep. again. Mm-hmm. So he gets what's coming to him. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> that he does. That and all the other dudes.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. The, the main boss of it all. That was Frank, right? Yeah. And his wife was Alice and she she Alice kind of knew she was one of the ones that kind of knew what's going on mm-hmm. and yeah and uh i i think she's going to if like the women took it over i think she's going to be the big one that kind of um reconfigures this to
0: right i i highly doubt that they'd do a sequel i mean maybe later on down the road but i doubt it would be her next project i mean just with all the drama that went on behind the scenes. Like, I highly doubt I she's...
1: I, I just doubt it in general. Like, I don't think the movie was received very well. And I don't think... You know. So, I don't really think it's going to happen either. Um, yeah. I but was just... Based on just kind of like the looks. And it was kind of a cliffhanger-ish ending. Right. So.
0: Yeah. But the, uh, the setting was really cool. I did... Fully and greatly appreciate the the fact that the neighborhood was not just like one big soundstage and they just did CG for all the houses and were like, look how good the CG is nowadays. We can create houses that look real like it was actually part of Palm Springs, like the, the part of Palm Springs, Palm Springs that s- is still restore or ha- has, you know, been what's the word?
1: around existed built in the 1950s yeah
0: that has been kept up to look like that like the houses haven't been torn down you know they haven't been remodeled they just they look like that and in that same neighborhood or around that area is the Kaufman house I don't know what the fuck that is I didn't have a chance to dig into it deeper but apparently it's a famous house where uh, you know there was I think there was a couple of photo shoots famous photo shoots but apparently, this was the first film to ever be filmed there, hmm. um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and that was the the head of honcho's house, Chris Pine's character. Um, so that's kind of neat. So, but anyways, um, I don't know. You want to uh, you want to switch gears and talk about some Nope? Yep. Cool. So yeah, Nope is the third film by Jordan Peele. Uh, came out also last year. It's got Kiki Palmer and um
1: No Marvel characters this time.
0: Uh it's not totally accurate. Uh Daniel Kalua, mm-hmm. he uh he was in Black Panther one. Oh, okay. He was uh he was the one who betrayed uh them and helped Killmonger gain access to Wakanda.
1: Ah, well. So he's he's not
0: bad, but he's not great. So, yeah. um, but I don't think he was in the second one. Um, but anyways, so yeah, they're in it, and then um, I mean, those are really the the most well known uh, people in it. There, there's a couple other
1: you know actors. I have no idea who the actors are in this movie because um, I don't know actors. <laughs> Sure. That's, that's my job.
0: That's what I bring to the table. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think both of us were much higher up on this, this one than I, okay. So I don't want to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. I was much higher up on this one. Um, like I said, I, I really enjoyed don't worry, darling, but this is probably my favorite movie from this past year from 2022. So, at least my... Or definitely my favorite horror movie. Uh, but, yeah.
1: I don't know if it was a whole lot of horror. More like suspense. I mean, I guess people do get eaten. But... Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's got some pretty horrific parts, but that's... I mean, that's Jordan Peele's uh, directing style is that it's never... I mean, it... it Eventually he might just do straight up horror Where there's little suspense It's just horrific elements thrown through But, uh, you know, he did uh, He did Us That was his previous movie And then um, uh, Get Out uh, That was his first And those uh, Those were kind of in the same vein you know they they were technically horror but they had you know suspense and it, it's a lot of it is about the the, the social commentary and just other ele- elements like hidden in the film that you know it's like oh it's kind of a critique on this or a critique on that so yeah, yeah that's that's kind of why it doesn't feel like a, a true horror movie i think
1: Okay, so in this movie, the twist is different. So you start out with this family, and they own this horse ranch. Mm-hmm. You kind of are led to believe that um, they are not doing so well since the dad died. Yeah,
0: dad dies at basically at the very beginning, and he gets hit by some flying debris
1: yeah and um a nickel, so i think it was right yeah something like that um so the family's just not doing very well and they're kind of losing control of the ranch they're having to like sell a lot of their horses and they're having to sell them to this guy who started this Joop. Yes, this... A.K.A. Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, But he actually has his own kind of horror story involving animals. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was like a kid on the show and there was like an ape who was kind of like his brother on the show. Um, Apparently like a balloon pops or something, scares the shit out of this basically wild animal Mm -hmm. that everyone expects to be like tame and everything. And it goes, you know, ape and like kills a bunch of people. (laughs) Pretty much everybody except for him. Yeah,
0: Um, the chimp was given a a box for uh, the episode. Is uh, Gordy's birthday. Uh, The the chimp is named Gordy, and Gordy opens up this big old box that his, uh, you know, he's adopted into this family, and his adopted sister gives him this big old box of balloons and. Uh, from the looks or sound of it You know he's excited at first But then they all float up to the ceiling Of the the sound stage And they all pop And he l- Fucking loses it
1: Yeah and so eventually he kind of Starts to calm down he goes To Jupe and they do like a little fist Bump about to And then like the police Come in and like mow this Animal down mm-hmm. for being an animal (laughs) and so that's kind of the twist of this movie though is like we think that this family has discovered a flying saucer and we think that there's like aliens and then it turns out it's really not an alien it's actually like an animal like it's like a living creature
0: yeah i mean depending on what you classify as an alien or a UFO, like you think, I think it is, it's supposed to be an alien. It is an alien, but it's the, the understanding or the thought at first is that it's a UFO and it's not a UFO. Like it takes the shape of a UFO at first, but you learn at a certain point in time, uh, I think it's about maybe halfway or a little over halfway in that, um, it's, it's definitely not, it is a a living, breathing organism. Yes. That flies around and hides in clouds. Yes. And does not like flags or, uh, balloons.
1: Yes. Because it chokes on them. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but yes, you you are um, you're correct. They they go to, it all uh, all kind of kicks off when they, you know they, uh, they're supposed to have that uh, commercial and get paid for it, but couldn't because Lucky got freaked out by the the uh, silver ball that they put up. I, I think it has to do with some special effects thing. Um, and uh, it, it just it saw a reflection of itself, I think, and got spooked. So they're like, "We're you know we're cutting you loose. We're gonna do the into <laughs> a CG horse." And so he goes to sell Lucky to to Jupe. And I I was kind of I don't have to admit this. I could just say I knew it, but since I have no shame, uh, it took three views for me to realize. Uh, so when they go to sell Lucky to Jupe. Uh, or do this, you know, pseudo like, um, pawn shop transaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sells him for like $11,000 and he, uh, what's his name? Um, OJ, he, you hear him start to talk to, to Ricky, um, about, uh, working out a deal to get the all his horses back that his dad sold. And he's like, yeah. Uh, you, and you could tell he's about to be like about that. But like his sister, you know, uh, Emerald, she cuts in and she's like, you know, oh, like, oh, I remember this TV show. You know, it keeps on interrupting him. And I didn't realize that, you know, if he would have let him continue on, like he might have let slip that, yeah, those horses aren't alive anymore because I fed them all to the fucking alien. <laughs> like yeah. I, I didn't realize that. Like I, I thought he was going to be like, yeah, about that. Uh, you can't have them back. Like they're mine now.
1: Well, he may have been able, been going to say that. Um-
0: it's. I mean he I could. mean he's
1: kind of a slimy character I don't think he was gonna fess up to nothing that he didn't have to yeah
0: probably not but uh, I mean he's he is a very intriguing character um, jupe he
1: like he's by intriguing do you mean stupid
0: I don't think he's stupid uh I think well
1: he thought he could control this thing he thought he had it like a pet
0: so jupe is a you know he's supposed to be this child actor star who we already know from uh, from experience from watching you know these kids who you know did movies in the eighties and nineties and grow up and a few of them turn out to be pretty well adjusted the most go off the fucking rails and you know they they you know develop designer drug habits or uh, just You know, they they go off the rails and it's because that's not a normal life to to lead as a kid. Um, And not only was that his experience, but on top of that, you add the fucking trauma of watching your co-star, who was a monkey, just attack for like six minutes all the other co-stars and the some of the audience members I think and the crew members of the show like and he had to bear witness to all that and he was he was like the only surviving person of the cast that or I mean aside from the mom like she she survived she was the one with the veil on her face mm-hmm. um, but yeah I so he survived all that so i think he's got that 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 mindset of i've defeated the beast like i've lived through some shit and so that's probably developed some delusions of grandeur in his mind where like he he thinks that he can tame an alien
1: well, I mean, maybe, but to me, that story should have served as a a tale of caution, you know, to, <laughs> to a
0: normal person.
1: <laughs> leave shit alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, but to to someone who thinks that they, you know, escape death for a reason,
1: you know, that's
0: that's just my thought. You know, uh, I, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer here. Uh, you know, we we can only. Uh, guesstimate as to the intent of the director. So Uh, what
1: about this one? Do you think there will be a sequel to this one? Nah, probably not. Because like, this kind of leaves on a kind of a cliffhanger as well because like the rest of the world really doesn't know about this creature, about what's going on, what's caused all these disappearances and murders in this town now.
0: But they will. Right. there's evidence
1: but i i think that would be interesting to see like how does the rest of the world react to this i'm assuming the government's going to come in and say oh i can kill it <laughs> and i'm assuming that that's not going to go very well and well
0: i mean it's dead so i mean you know there could be an alien invasion but i think this movie just works so much better as a one-off like and the way that it ended you know she she got her pictures from the you know the the silly like camera that points straight up to the sky uh from the that that takes pictures from the inside of the well uh and then we have uh antlers holst i think is his name who mm-hmm. has the they were so, I fucking loved their handshake or their high five when they were like didn't I tell you this motherfucker was going to show up with a hand, a, a hand crank video camera um that part cracked me up and and then we got um I think his name is Angel from from uh, the electronic store yeah which uh, apparently it was like a kind of funny inside joke or whatever cuz uh, what was it um it's a very regional like a, like i think it was supposed to be like a best buy type place i, I was it
1: fries or something like that yeah yeah but
0: apparently they all closed down during the pandemic uh, yeah. i don't know if it was because of the pandemic but i, I know that that's when it, they they closed down there might be like one or two still left open i don't know but um yeah so um trying to think um there's just there's so much one pack with this movie and I (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot more so I'm I'm trying to think of you know well I
1: the reason I thought it was interesting was just because I think it offers an important lesson that even our domesticated animals and our pets are you know they still have some autonomy and we shouldn't ever just assume that they're going to continue doing what we ask of them just because yeah yeah <laughs> and
0: yeah that, I, that was a i think that was a big uh, big important uh part of the the plot here
1: and that you need to like learn to communicate in respect their own space and their own you know right. like with the horses in the beginning
0: right because Jupe was trying to control it and get it to do things on commands. and OJ growing up as a horse trainer uh, you know and a part of Hollywood he knew better like he's like you you don't train an alpha predator you pray to God that it is willing to work with you <laughs> and that's exactly what he does. Like he gets on lucky and like, I love that line where like he, he decides to go get lucky and they're like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to get lucky and on, it has kind of a funny double meaning, but um, you know, he, Uh, he he tells his sister, um, his sister M, to, as soon as she's able to, to take that, uh, the electric bike, and, you know, finish the rest of the plan. And, his plan is to, try and, not tame this, uh, alpha predator, but to, survive it, basically. yeah, Yeah, essentially, yes. And, he, uh, he just looked like a fucking badass, like, on that horse. Just He looked so goddamn professional, just, like, you know, backing up. Like, he was so reserved. Like, it was just another day. And that was, like, his character was, you know, like, even with, you know, the um, Angel and his sister, they, they were in the house when the alien spewed all the blood from the uh from jupe and his whole family and all their the people from you know the whatever his uh, the, audience at the yeah it, like it just rained blood on their house and you know and they're sitting in that diner and you know oj wants to talk about like its weaknesses you know he's like you know he's like i don't think it likes it when or it can't control you or, or whatever if you're not looking at it Like that's when he first broaches the subject of like, hey, don't look at it, you know, uh, look down like, you know, and, uh, you know, they're like, you know, read the room, bro. Like we just been through some traumatic shit. Like we don't want to talk about that right now. And and you hear him multiple other times throughout the movie before and after this. He's like, you know, I got stuff to do. Like there's always like he's you know a, like a farm hand. like he he's like there's always shit to do around the house um and around the farm yeah so uh he's he's just that guy like you know he's like oh it's just just another day <laughs> um but uh, yeah I don't know I just I liked his character a lot I'm not I loved the juxtaposition between him. Uh, you know, and he's just super serious. And then Emerald, who's, you know, she's just, she's very, um, I don't know. How would you describe her?
1: Um, she's flighty a little bit, kind of ADHD. Um, she,
0: I mean, she's, she's very like outgoing. Like she's the like polar opposite almost like.
1: Yeah, I mean, o. like J. he's like so like focused and like, um, but she also is kind of the charisma and the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the people person. Yeah, you know? like
0: there's a reason why she usually does the like the safety speech right yeah like you know you see him trying to do it because she hasn't shown up yet at the beginning uh, when they're trying to film or get ready for the commercial and he's trying to go over it and you can tell like i mean even it's been you know several months i think since their dad had passed at this point So this might have been their first gig, and this might have been one of the first times that he's ever had to do this speech because his dad has always done it. Uh, But, you know, she... And you can see, like, he's struggling, but then, like, the sister uh, comes in, and, you know, she's like, sorry, I'm late, and then she just starts firing it off. Uh, But, like, what's funny, I I didn't notice this. Um, I, I saw this in the trivia, is she, you know, she forgets the extra great and the the great 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 grandfather or whatever. Um, you know, he adds in another great and she's like, Oh yeah, another great. <laughs> and that's because she, you know, she talks about like she's like, No, this this is my side hustle. Like all the other stuff, that's my main thing. Um which makes sense because like she probably just memorized that speech from her dad, which is why she probably omitted the, the final great
1: in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah. What, uh, what did you think of Angel's character?
1: Um, I felt like he was a bit of comic relief Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, he was fine. It was funny. Yeah. He was fun.
0: I, I liked him.
1: And I mean, he was loyal. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. he got shit done so that's good
0: yeah I was kind of afraid he was gonna be like that annoying asshole where like you get introduced to him and then you're like as time goes on you're like okay I can't wait for this guy to fucking eat it like <laughs> just I can't wait for this alien to swoop down and just destroy this dude's life um, because like he shows up at the farm and he's like yelling and it's super disrespectful like
1: yeah, well, I mean, he wants his piece of the pie. He thinks they're gonna discover aliens and be rich and famous.
0: Yeah, like by the time he shows up at uh, at their their farm, you know, he he knows what's up. Like he's got an idea that they're not necessarily looking for you know your average burglars or fevers or anything like that. They're they're looking for something else. And so when you know he's. He's telling him like, okay, uh, he's like adjusting the camera on top of the, the barn roof. Um, he's like, no, go up a little higher. <laughs> and the next scene, you, they're talking about UFOs or UPAs or w- whatever UFOs are now called. Um, and so, yeah, I, I liked him. Uh, I, I felt like he was he was kind of the everyman character. Yeah, almost like he had like the the typical like this is how a, a, you know, quote unquote average person would react in this situation. So, um, yeah, he I think his his character was pretty well, uh, well suited um, in its role. So,
1: yeah, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. So, yeah.
0: Um, and then he did pull his weight, uh, you know, when it came time for for the action, you know, when Antler shows up and he's got his uh, spiffy homemade camera that doesn't use any electronic parts. Uh, he, you know, he's got his own camera stuff that he works on and then he's in charge of switching out the film for uh, Hulse, uh camera. So, yeah. uh, and, and we never actually gets um get confirmation um you know of a, a visual confirmation but we i think we are we are supposed to assume that both antler's and uh angel live in this movie
1: I think so yeah. I, I think I think all like the kind of the main characters of the farm mm-hmm. um I, as far as I can tell they all survive
0: Yeah Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: That's why I was thinking sequel, because how often does that happen in a horror movie? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, One thing I saw in the trivia that was kind of interesting, I thought it was interesting, but this was the first horror movie to be filmed with IMAX cameras.
1: Hmm. That is interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, typically... You know IMAX cameras—they're used for big action movies, right? Like, um, you know, your Mission Impossible's and uh, Avatar and and whatnot. So it's it's very interesting to to finally have a horror flick that's been filmed with IMAX cameras, and uh, you can definitely tell. Like, it's it's awesome watching it on our TV, like, because you know it goes full screen, you know. Yeah. For the, like that. Oh, yeah. Sequences. I noticed that big time. <laughs> big time. I'm the nerd in this house uh, for, for shit like that. Uh, Lindsay doesn't really pick up on.
1: Because, again, like, I don't know about, like, like, the actors and, like, all the directors and stuff like that. Like, when I watch a movie, like, I'm there for the story, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with anything else. Sure. So, but I get it. Like, Makes sense um unless it was just like super blurry or something really crazy i probably am not going to notice if it's imax or 4k or whatever blu-ray whatever <laughs> normal tv is just fine for me and i'm getting freaking old and i think pretty sure my vision's going so <laughs> a few years you know right who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think one of the the most spectacular uh parts of this movie, uh very awe inspiring and very uh it's a it's a spectacle, you know, that that's kind of a running theme with this movie, is like, you know, jupe says it a lot, like it's gonna be a spectacle. Like and the the word yes. spectacle is used a lot. And I think it kind of crescendos with this movie when the alien takes, like, its final form. Like, it, it morphs from the that traditional UFO shape to this giant-like pseudo-jellyfish kind of yes. character, right? It, it's very, like, jellyfish-esque. Uh, um, yeah. Like, it, it's... I mean, it basically triples in size, right? Uh, I mean, it gets bigger. Um,
1: yeah, it seems like it.
0: Almost like it just folds like inside out or right side in. Um, and then it's got like this little square mouth. Uh, I, I guess that's like its original mouth, but now it's, you know, from a different perspective. So now it's it's like this square and like this green ribbon is
1: like flapping like out of it is. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't remember that part.
0: I've, like I said, I've seen it <laughs> a couple times. Um, I, I know you just watched it that once with me, but, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's when, you know, they, they try and, um, not tame it, but just, uh, I guess their plan was to, uh, like you said, survive it really
1: well i mean uh to prove that it's out there Mm -hmm. i mean nobody's gonna believe you if you go running in there and be like ah there's an alien creature and it's hides in a cloud and it's right they wanted their oprah moment yeah they said it ate everyone in the town (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: not gonna get very far with uh blabbering on about that with with no proof yeah so yeah uh i i was cracking up when they they were all like uh, to to the antlers the director he was like in, in true director style uh, they were like did you get the shot did we get it did we get it and he got it but he didn't really come right out and say uh, like I, I think he might have said like yeah like but it was kind of like an apprehensive yeah because um, really he was going to follow it up with uh, it's about to be golden hour. Uh, You know, that, that hour uh, 45 minutes to an hour, right. When the sun starts to set, when it's impossible to take a bad photo and he's like, we need to film it. So it's, it's kind of like this, this moment he has where he's like, he has to deliver this news where he wants to get more footage of it yeah and so yeah that's uh uh, just another part that i really appreciated um so um but yeah um i don't know if i had a whole lot else uh, about this movie um did you have a favorite character in this movie
1: no i don't think you need a favorite character Okay. The jellyfish alien. That's my favorite character. Okay. It'd be really hard to have this movie without him. Yeah. So I feel like he's just the real MVP here.
0: I mean, that is that is true. Uh, and, like, it's, it's not even really, like, all the aliens' fault. Like, I mean, the alien was just being an alien. Granted, it was, you know, sucking up people and... Uh, that's another thing that we didn't really talk about is the uh, some potential symbolism behind. Uh, it's basically the the exact opposite of what humans do when they ingest food. You know we, you know we, we are, are not just food, but like the things we we take. Like you know, we we take what we want or what we need, and then we throw out the remainder. You know the 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 shit that we don't need, and we know what that is. But you know, we see the the alien doing the same thing. You know, it, it ate all the people from Joop's you know presentation or you know little little thing that he was putting on, mm-hmm. and when it's you know. When it digested all those people and it's ready to, you know, barf back up or shit out the rest, it's all the blood and it is like the pocket change and
1: well, I think it's stu- just everyth- like a wheelchair. Like yeah. it's shows just up. everything that he couldn't digest, basically. Right. So but
0: like, they also talked about the shoe standing upright, the the mom's shoe after yeah. she got attacked you know uh, apparently a lot of people were trying to argue that like the alien was above the the sound stage and was creating this like gravity force field and so the shoe was like sticking up straight because it was like wanting to be sucked up or something like that but um i think it was just supposed to be this like he talks about like what's a bad miracle like is that, is that a thing? Like, do they got a name for that? You know, he, he, they talk about that a couple times. Yeah. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like, that shoe standing up. Like, it's it's not a... Like, it's, it's kind of a miracle, but it doesn't really... Like, on the surface, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> like, it's just something that happens, but it is miraculous. Uh, and it, in that moment, it's what... Uh, it's what jupe decided to focus on um, you know instead of like yeah just <laughs> like paying attention to the the total chaos that is surrounding him he's like okay I'm gonna focus on this this odd shoe and just pray that I make it out alive so um, but anyways uh, you got anything else to add
1: uh no I'm good
0: Yeah. Well, uh, shall we do our shit that doesn't suck and then put a pretty little bow on this and peace out until next time?
1: Sounds good. Shit that doesn't suck.
0: so I've definitely been watching a lot of horror recently, um, or still <laughs> like I, I took a, a siesta, a break from it after, uh, after October, uh, just because I, I watched so much of it. So I watched some holiday stuff and then I'm, I'm kind of back into it now. I, I think I mentioned on the podcast, uh, a while back, but I got this horror scratch off poster where it's like the, like top 100 most essential horror movies of all time. And whenever you watch one of them, you scratch it off and uh, it's got like a, a spoiler type uh, scene underneath. So it's, it's kind of fun. So I've been trying to knock off, uh, uh, knock out a couple of those movies. So I watched Phantasm recently. That's a kind of a considered a classic horror. Um, I watched this movie uh, this Japanese horror called Audition last night which was pretty fucked up Uh, and then the other day was uh, Friday the 13th so I watched the original Friday the 13th that was a lot of fun Um, it's always a good time revisiting the the Jason Voorhees uh, universe
1: ah okay
0: (laughs) I know those are definitely your favorites
1: absolutely
0: Mm mm-hmm I mean there's there's uh, no other franchise that drives the point home that, hey, if you have sex, you're going to die.
1: Yes. Very important life lessons.
0: Don't have sex. Yes. And you won't get chopped up with a by a big old dude with a hockey mask and a machete. So anyways, what's your shit that doesn't suck?
1: Um... So, we're going to Disney soon, and I've been watching at least animal shows about Disney Animal Kingdom. That's right. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it made me really happy. Mm -hmm. It made me excited for Animal Kingdom, so.
0: What, uh, do you remember the name of that show?
1: uh, It's a Nat Geo
0: series on Disney Plus.
1: Inside Disney's Animal Kingdom, I think, or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It, I mean, it nothing bad happens. Uh, I mean, like there, you know, there's uh, some um, there's some moments in almost every episode where the the caretakers that and vets that work at Animal Kingdom and Epcot they have to go in and help injured animals. But I don't think there was any episodes where an animal dies or anything, right?
1: Um there's a couple that don't go quite as planned, mm-hmm. I guess. And there's there's at least one that I remember they actually put an animal down. Mm. Um yeah, I know. But I mean it's you know, they definitely go to extremes to try to do the best they can for them, so Yeah. It was just the hard decision to make.
0: So. Right. But you're right. It's a it's a great series to watch like like a, a feel good kind of thing, Cause, yeah. especially if you like animals. Cause
1: yeah, and it just it's a, you know exciting to see um, how the keepers how attached they get to the animals, and um, they are very respectful of the animals. You won't see them like you know cuddling with any rhinoceroses or anything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, they try, they try to take really good care of them and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: you can tell these uh, these uh, Disney cast members, they it doesn't seem like they got a, a whole lot else going on uh, in their lives aside from taking care of these animals. Yeah. Uh, which, if that's the way you want to live your life and, and mm-hmm. they're cool with that, like then more power to you. Like, you have found your calling. You go do the thing. Yeah. Like, they, they are very passionate about what they do. Yes. So, I mean, and that do with, like, I I will say this, the episode with the, uh, was it an alligator or a crocodile? I, I think it was a croc. Uh,
1: I think it's an alligator. Flo- Florida. Uh, no, now crocodile. Now, I think it's crocodile. I think you're right. Yeah,
0: regardless, you know, it's a fucking dinosaur and it did make me hate them a little less like I never really liked alligators to begin with. But like ever since, you know, uh, whenever that was 2015, 14, 15, when um, that kid at uh, Disney, I think it was one of the the high end uh, hotels just got snatched by one like him and you know his mom or whatever were like out walking around and just fucking got snatched and i was like we need to go out and fucking kill every single fucking alligator in existence (laughs) like i was enraged um and i don't even think we i mean we may have had charlie at the time I, i don't know if uh it was so maybe that had something to do with me being so angry. I was a brand new parent. Yeah. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah, it just <laughs> pissed me off. So this dude, he had the power to make me hate crocodiles and alligators a little less. So good for him. Yeah. So anyways, um, I, uh, I guess we've, we've droned on for, uh, for long enough for this episode. I don't know. I I think we might have another uh, week gap in between this and our next episode because we are going to Disney. Yes. uh, On the the 23rd of January. Yes. Uh, So we will be gone that week, so we won't be able to record. So there will, I don't know. We we might try and record something else so we can um, have one in the can and just post date it. We'll see.
1: Okay, sounds good. Yeah, just and just
0: be aware that there might be a gap. So, uh, but yes, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and uh, Amazon. Um, <clears throat> subscribe to our Patreon if you'd like to throw us a couple bucks each month. And uh, I think that's it. Lindsay, you got anything else? Nope, I'm cool. good. Be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye-bye.